what was I? I think I was a freshman, second semester. I, f I learned about it. I went up on stage and I was terrible. <laughs> I, I was standing and like singing and playing guitar and I literally had to sit down because my legs were shaking too much. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today, I have Michael Skibsky, and you may know Michael from his solo work as well as Music for the Masses. He's the vice president. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Today, we're going to be listening to your song, I'll Stay With You, off of the album, I'll Stay With You. Without further ado, let's listen to the song. that 
We are together right inside our heads. So I'll stay with you. I'll see you soon. Welcome back. Mike, you know my first and favorite question is always, what came first, the lyrics or the music? I think the music came first. I just had my, my ukulele. I recently got... He's getting his ukulele, folks. Oh, that's definitely in tune. I recently got a baritone ukulele, and by recently, I mean like three years ago. <laughs> So originally I started off on a soprano, so the smallest ones, and then eventually I learned about a baritone ukulele. Essentially it's the last four strings on a guitar, so it's D, G, B, E. Yeah, gotcha. And I really liked the bass tone of it, so... It's out, it's out of tune horribly, but I really like how deep it sounds because I'm big into the dreadnought bodies of like big acoustic guitar. I really like the deep tones of it, and so at, at some point I was just messing around and then I came up with that signature melody. You were playing around on the baritone ukulele and that melody came out. Because I was listening to the way that this song is constructed and you have another acoustic under it? No, it's actually a baritone ukulele. There's three, three, three in total. Okay, I couldn't tell. I could hear there was a melody and I could hear that there were some chords under it, but I couldn't discern whether there were additional instruments. And then you've got a bass, drum, and a snare, and I think there's a tambourine in there as well. That's funny, because I, I wrote, is it a ukulele and then a capoed guitar? But that makes sense, because, you know, the baritone is in those frequencies of, like, like a high capoed guitar. Um, so, okay, so you're putting those, those sounds together, and then did you already have chords when you started singing a melody and putting words to it, or, or what, what happened next? So, I think it started with just the chords. So, I was just playing the chords. I thought they sounded pretty good. Three simple chords, and so I started singing to it, then wrote the lyrics that way. Once I played that, sung some lyrics, then the drums, I just used electronic. Uh, FL oh. Studios default drum kit. I recorded at a friend's studio. That was like the one song that I actually did in a, a kind of studio. Yeah. It was pretty nice. I feel like when I'm on the spot there in a studio, I perform a lot better, which is why I was like, I really like this song. I improvised the lead, not not the intro lead. So the intro lead, I always had that down. But then the, the lead that I did for the last chorus, I okay. improvised that. And then basically the whole, um, the third ukulele, which kind of does like a, a weird lead melody. I don't know how to call it, what what to call it. It was like bass, but for ukulele. When did the words start coming to you and then kind of your own vocal melody? You have quite the pipes on you, I must say. Like, there's there's something very distinctive and very well-rounded about your vocals that I really enjoy. I attribute it to me not having any vocal coaches and then not really doing, like, anything professional. Like, all I would do to get good with vocals is when I was 14, I would record myself singing at 2 a.m. and then just keep trying to improve that. So I'm doing a lot of things wrong, but I'm doing a lot of things that are different and unique. So I have like a very folky, I use a lot of tremolo in my voice. Mm, gotcha. So that's kind of what I attribute it to. 
when did you kind of decide on, on what the, the theme of this piece would be? I'm just curious, is this a real person that you're writing yeah. about? Oh, okay. Because I was it's like... It's a really cute story, actually. Yeah, it's just a classic cheeky love song for the most part, but it's more personalized to an actual person. So I didn't mind that it was pretty uh, surface level stuff, except I used, I don't know, a little bit of metaphors in there. I'm terrible with lyrics. I've been writing lyrics since I was like 13 and... I've never been able to get like super good at them. I've always dreaded them. So many of my songs just die because I just cannot come up with lyrics for them. So this song is about my now fiance where we were dating for about three months and it was about to be summer break. And basically she lives like three hours away from where I am. So there was the question of, are we going to keep dating? Are we going to, well, what's going to happen since we'll be gone for like three and a half months. And so I wrote that song just, to show her that, yeah, I want to mm. stay in this relationship. I'll stay with you. That's like the main point of the song. She loved it. And now we're getting married. I'm glad it had a happy ending. <laughs> Did she love the song and then you were going to get married? Like, that, no, that, no, that wasn't the result. I mean, pretty fast. That explains a lot of tell me about your dreams. Paint a picture for me. Show me what you see, whatever you want it to be. I think you're laying it on like, I see us being together for quite some time. Did you know at that point? I'm just curious. I'm I'm being snoopy. It, it worked out in the end. I don't know what would happen if it didn't work out. That'd be super awkward. But yeah, so she's an artist. So I wanted to throw in that artistic symbolism in there. And yeah, I was like saying I could see us working out because I'm a very long-term thinker. When I was dating her, I could see us forming a life together and I could see a, f a future with us especially compared with other relationships that I was in. Did you record all of the instrumental parts first, or did you sing and play? How did you lay this down? And I also noticed that this is also the remastered version. So you had re recorded it and then had it changed? In 2018, that's when I first recorded it, okay. but I recorded using this shotgun microphone from 2000, uh, what is it, 15, I think? Instead of like an actual high quality microphone, I did the instruments and like low budget equipment and also there was a lot of stuff that I just didn't like. The mixing and mastering too. It wasn't great, but I knew the song could be good because I still really liked the chords to it and I felt like I could add more to it and make it something really good. I really took inspiration from like Vance Joy. When was this album released? The initial song was released in 2018, but then the re-recorded better version was released September 5th of this year. Did you actually record the second version of this song during the pandemic? This was before the pandemic that I recorded. It just took me that long to actually uh, master it and mix it and then also write a bunch of other songs to go along with it. There's something about the way that this song starts and it just feels like it's... And maybe this is exactly the feeling that you had when you realize that your then girlfriend, significant other, was going to be leaving for several months and they were going to be at a distance from you. But there's this sense of momentum. You can't stop it at all. And it just keeps going. It drives up until that second to last chorus. And then that last verse where the drums break down, the guitar slows down a little bit. It's like you take a moment and you pause to like think about what the ramifications of everything are. It's like reality is setting in into your brain because I was going with the assumption that this person may not exist and it was just like this was the reality <laughs> setting because you say like we'll pretend that it doesn't matter and that that kind of affirmed my thoughts but um but that also makes sense like you're you're telling this person you know let's pretend that this doesn't matter we'll we'll see each other again but you can also see 
each other in your heads and like you can call and that kind of thing. So that that line of we'll pretend that it doesn't matter. Don't worry, I said. We can pretend that we are together right inside our heads. I don't know. It wraps up the song really, really well. Like it, it leads to that perfect like outro. I'm wondering what was going through your head when you constructed that part. Man, I wish I thought of all that. Like, I'll be honest, not a lot of that I w was going through my head. How I kind of saw it was, for the most part, just like a break between choruses. <laughs> I think you were spot on with the lyrics though. That last bridge there before the chorus was just to kind of wrap it up, wrap up the song and say, we'll be fine. Let's, let's pretend this doesn't matter. We'll be okay. I want us to stay together. We'll be with each other. What's your favorite part of this song? Actually, <laughs> I really like the introduction. It's kind of funny. That's just the first thing that comes to my head. I never really thought of what would be my favorite part. I just really like how it begins with the chords and then the lead. I just think it sounds really folky and cheery. It just sounds happy. It's a fine mix of sad, but also lamenting and, and this idea that there's an assurance there that you know you know, it's a lasting relationship. Why did you pick this as your favorite song? I think overall, it's just the best composed song out of the ones that I've done. After I completed this one, I, w I just kept making other ones and I never felt like it was as professionally sounding and mm. composed as this one. I really like some of my other songs. It's just like they get either experimental or it's like pretty, uh, it's not like super ex like experimental, experimental, but it's like I'm going into different genres that I'm not really comfortable uh, with yet, but I think sound pretty good. Gotcha. Overall, this was just the best composed one. I was just also going to add on that the last chorus is also probably one of my favorite parts. Just like the, the improv lead, I think was the best I've ever done. Like I was practicing beforehand, but when I did it there, I really felt it there. My now fiance was in the room with us while we were recording too, so it was, it was a pretty wholesome moment. Even in the midst of the current coronavirus pandemic, the Jubilee Cafe is continuing to serve packaged, home-cooked meals free to all every Monday evening, 5 to 6.30 p.m. Meals are available for pickup outside the 6th Street door to the Community United Church of Christ in Champaign, Illinois, 805 South 6th Street. Jubilee Cafe's mission remains the same. Feed hungry people by cooking healthy and delicious meals. We are open to anyone who cares to receive a meal. For information on the meal or how to volunteer, go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email us at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. Welcome back. I mentioned in the introduction that you are the Vice President for Music for the Masses, which is a registered student organization at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. Can you tell me a little bit about what Music for the Masses is all about? Sure. So Music for the Masses, uh, we do bi-weekly open mics. I mean, not recently, unfortunately, but we'll pretend that this uh, pandemic isn't happening. So we'll have bi-weekly open mics at the Union, so you can get up on stage and perform usually on average about three songs, no more than 20 minutes on stage is usually what we say. 
And so for two hours, one person can get up there, perform some songs. It's mostly for getting experience singing in front of an audience and just spreading music to the people. Uh, have you observed like people that, you know, when they first come, they're scared out of their mind and then they're like <laughs> shaking and then they get up there and then in a few months later, they're, they're back up there and they're like, they've worked on the songs, they figured out what they did wrong the first time, if they did anything wrong. But there, there's like this confidence. Have you seen that like kind of come out of people? Oh, of course. All the time. Like, including myself. When I started, what was I? I think I was a freshman, second semester. I, f I learned about it. I went up on stage and I was terrible. <laughs> I, I was standing and like singing and playing guitar and I literally had to sit down because my legs were shaking too much. <laughs> I was so nervous and I've seen that from other people too. I think two or three people I've seen who've gone up there and who literally like don't want to continue their song and like we have to encourage them to keep going because they're literally doing really well but they've not had any experience doing this and it's terrifying. Going up there and then singing while playing an instrument is that's really rough. We, all of us are really supportive and completely understand. And we've had like people who then come back and just keep doing really well. It's it's an awesome experience. I love seeing it. Do you have a favorite venue that that's like your favorite to, to either see bands play or just I guess to see bands or to play either way? I've done the Canopy Club twice. I really like the venue there. But I think um, the union just in terms of like how it's set up, I really like and appreciate yeah, that's such a great open area and like there's always so much energy and people like flowing through, you know, it's like right inside the front door, so to speak. There's there's like a lobby, but like if you were to go in the front door of the union, there's there's such a great flow. It's open, like people can kind of drift in and out. You can be in the lobby and hear what's going on. You could be in the hallway and hear what's going on. I think it's kind of this and it's not like invasive. I think that's really neat. What do you see like going forward how would you like the music for the masses to to operate or or to like continue to keep people connected because this is a this is a super difficult time how has that been like kind of connecting with other other musicians and like how do you how do you feel like there's still a sense of community or or how would you make it a sense of a better sense of community yeah i think going online is definitely the best option even though like I'm introverted, like I'm still very much a in-person kind of person. So whenever my classes were in person, I would be like the only person there. Everyone else would be online just because I really like being in person. Like for Music for the Masses, we were doing online open mics, but we only had one other person really show up. So we had to stop doing them. I mean, I feel like you'd almost be competing with not, not just other mo open mics, but the fact that this is what everybody's doing to just exist and connect with other people is this Zoom. So it's like, how how do you differentiate this overwhelming sense of connection through this means, but how do you separate it and make it have that meaning that it normally does when it's an open mic in person? I think about that a lot. Like, how do you make it special? You know, because we're already worn out. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm I'm oh I'm done. I am so done with this year, just this, this whole pandemic included. During normal times, and this has been like the thing that I just kind of want to uh, meditate and ruminate on is what makes a good music scene? I think like going in person with people, fellow musicians performing on stage or something just to like show off like what kind of songs they're up to, how are they feeling, 
and then like giving genuine compliments and feedback just like a constructive but like mostly like positive culture is what makes a good music scene for me at least i i, I need to be in person like i said before like i really missed back then where i was doing open mics where there was a good amount of people there and even i don't think i mentioned i'm also a noontime performer so i go to the union to perform at lunchtime every week and so having that audience interaction i think is super important just to like kind of gauge what kind of music they want to listen to and then kind of developing it from there so i, I really miss like just people in general yeah and even some of the zoom open mics you still don't always get the sense of how people are feeling how people are reacting like Definitely. people can like type in comments and that kind of thing and that's really nice and i really appreciate that but it's also like you don't get to stare out into the audience in a terrifying way and see what their reactions like are they just looking at their phone are they like focused completely on you so for you what's the next step what do you want to do with your music and how do you want to share it i mean long-term goal like the the unicorn goal is to just become a musician and make a living off of that i would love for that to happen i think i'm working on about five different songs right now i'm, ki I'm still kind of branching out like i told myself that i was gonna not go through a bunch of different genres but right now i'm going through like half like acoustic singer songwriter and then another half of like midwest emo type math rock so i've been working with my electric a lot it's really fun i've had a lot of fun doing like fancy harmonics and tapping so i've been writing a song with that have you heard of bottom bracket they're from springfield they're on Rat King Records, their guitarist, he does a lot of tapping for the melodic or, or even just like the arpeggios in the backs are like taps, but it's so like Midwestern emo kind of sound that you're just like, oh my God. I was, I was going to say like, even with a full-time job, I still want to like be making music and like, I would love to still have like a weekly performance, like at some obscure venue, wherever I'm working. Like I still want to just keep going. COVID-19 got you down? You looking for some music? Some video games? Well, Exile Main Street still has all the things you need. New and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile Main Street still has something for any music enthusiast and old-school gaming devotee. Exile Main Street is taking orders, making deliveries, and pickups by appointment. They can find just about any music or video game you need. Check out their website, ExileMainStreet.com, for links to their Discogs page for new additions. You can also contact them via Facebook Messenger to see what they can find for you. They can also be reached on Instagram, Twitter, email, or phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Welcome back. So, Mike, what is your favorite non-musical thing or things? I think reading and just kind of like career philosophy type stuff. I don't know. That's like a big hobby of mine. Or just like thinking about long-term thinking is my hobby. <laughs> long-term thinking. When you say career philosophy, like I, I, I'm not even sure where to begin. Like what is that? What does that mean to you? Is that like... I'm big into reading business and personal development books because I think they're really interesting. I'm trying to create a life where... Basically, I mean, it isn't everyone, like creating a life of happiness. 
Mm. So I've been figuring that out for myself and figuring it out for others. I'm even working on a project with my fiance where we're just making funny art and comics and poems. It's just kind of like the main point is being happy, how to find it being a happy person. What do you see as your career path? I'm just curious, what, what is your, not vocation, is that even right? But like, what, what, is your, uh, what is your aptitude? I'm majoring in information systems and entrepreneurship. So yeah, I'm definitely going down the business path. So I have a full-time job lined up for uh, after spring semester doing uh, IT operations and marketing. So very, very business focused, but it's like a small company. So we're doing like a lot of like entrepreneurial things. So that's stimulating that nerve because I would never want to work for like a big organization where I'm kind of just like a number and then I'm doing one thing that's not going to get me anywhere. So I want to do something that's I feel like is helping something and making something bigger than myself. Mike, thank you for being on the show and telling me about your song. I'll stay with you and kind of how that got recorded and like the story behind it. Congratulations to you and your fiance. I mean, I feel like I should have known sooner about music for the masses. It's awesome that you get to be a part of facilitating that. A scene where people are comfortable to share themselves in a musical sense, like is a really powerful thing. And so keep doing whatever you can, even outside of the U of I to facilitate that. Thank you so much for being on the show, and I, I wish you the best of luck, and I look forward to hearing your new songs as they come out. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Champagne is Also a Band podcast. This is Mike reminding you great music is out there. Go find it where you live. Almost have an NPR voice, it's so good. I recently got. Uh. He's getting his ukulele, folks.